Good evening, everyone. I am the sometimes bearded, always dadly Dale, and I am here with the always magnificently bearded Nate. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to episode two. Welcome back, y'all. Episode two. Thanks for uh, joining in on episode one with us. Um, Looks like we did get a little slight bit of traction, which is... I'll be honest, uh, I mean, Dale probably agree with me on that. Uh, it's way more than what I thought we would get. Oh, yeah. We had 24 listeners within the first 24 hours. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. So. Um, we definitely uh, we have the Facebook page up um, and uh, with uh, email. So if you guys have, like, any comments or questions or anything, you can always... Uh, put your comments or even email us about uh, anything that you might um, agree with, disagree with, uh, give us any critiques, you know, just for future episodes. Yeah, so uh, what are we going to talk about tonight, Nate? Well, I figured uh, we would kind of do um, a fan requested thing, uh, which uh, we won't get too much into, but... uh, We'll talk about the Second Amendment a little bit, uh, you know, just the right to bear arms and not the ones where you actually have bears, uh, bear arms on you, but you know, guns. Oh, uh, come on. I want to go bear hunting. <laughs> I want to carry around two bear right. arms. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I figured we'd talk a little bit more about grilling um, as well. Uh, we'll talk about uh, maybe favorite cut meat, uh, favorite steak, the way to cook a proper steak in your opinion. Um, of course, a uh, little bit about kids. A little bit about beer. Um, I am drinking the Old Faithful uh, Budweiser, the king of beers. And tonight uh, I'm having from the Seventh Sun Brewery. Uh, it is called Beer Me. It's a tropical fruit pale ale. So it's pretty cool. It's got the employees' faces on the cans, which some of them look really funny. That kind of reminds me of the prank where somebody sticks a, a picture of a face in the pickle jar and <laughs> sticks it in the refrigerator to scare the heck out of mom. Yeah, I would be scared to death uh, for something like that. So, so yeah, um, let's let's dive in. Let's talk about it. So, what are your thoughts on the Second Amendment? You gun-toting well, person, you? I am a gun-toting person. Um, I have a few guns. I do not have any on me. I carry responsibly when I'm not drinking. Um... I wholeheartedly believe in the Second Amendment and um, the protections that it brings. For um, sure. I believe in constitutional carry instead of the uh, concealed carry permits. <clears throat> Ohio kind of has something like that with the open carry, but open carry to a degree is good, but it kind of makes the rest of us look like like nuts so are you are you saying that having your concealed weapons weapon license is uh, something that should just be the norm maybe without a permit yes i i believe that the uh the concealed carry process should be um it's a right not a uh not something that you have to purchase um just just for the simple fact of a protection and b if you look at the old west an armed society is a polite society 
I mean, yeah, uh, it kind of goes with the same sayings. Uh, we're not Canadian. Uh, at least I don't think you are, Dale. <laughs> no. But, you no. know, it goes with that kind of like that honesty uh, thing where most Canadians don't lock their doors. Locks are for honest people. For Well, sorry. Locks are for dishonest people. Is that how it goes? Or locks I are think for honest so, people? Yeah. Yeah, locks, locks are for honest people. Locks keep the honest people out. Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to same thing with, like, guns, I mean, my point of view, yeah, I, I'm totally cool with guns. Um, I currently don't own one, um, but I have before in my life. Um, you know, I, I do find them great for protecting your household, protecting your family. I am 100% uh, with that. Um, I do think uh, that some folks that, do open carry that don't have a concealed weapons license um i think that there might there should be a little bit more involved with that um uh maybe well maybe the same type of uh you know uh training as what you would get with a concealed weapons license uh what does it matter i mean if you're 18 years old as long as you don't have any felonies you can go right to a gun shop purchase a gun and put it on your hip yeah in most cases um, but I feel that going through concealed weapons license training, um, you are, I, I just feel like you're more responsible yeah. overall. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I think it should be weapon safety should be brought back to our schools. You know, before nine 11, before Columbine and all that, you go to a school in a rural area and all these kids, they're, Shotgun was hanging in the back of the t- the truck window because these these boys would go from school, go rabbit hunting, go duck hunting, you know, stuff like that. And you know, a lot of the mystery when you remove the mystery behind a firearm from a child, that kind of it kind of takes away the mystique. Well, yeah, you know, in in yes, guns can be very dangerous, but it also takes away the fear mm-hmm. of one um, or being in a situation when you are around one, um, you know, um, yeah, uh, guns are for, you know, from, I would say for most Americans, they're for sport, mm-hmm. they're for entertainment. Uh, I would say, I know not, I mean, I'll be honest, when it comes to hunting, I, I've never been hunting before. Um, my dad used to, uh, props out to you pops if you're out there listening, but, uh, you know, it was uh, something that he actually brought food to the table when we were really young. Um, you see deer and macaroni and cheese, but, you know, I think some of that stuff has kind of faded away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it may be due to uh, people's opinions about firearms going back and forth. The good, the bad, the ugly, the neutral, what have you. Um, I just think, uh, I don't know, there just needs to be a common... A common ground, um, especially when it comes to like what kind of guns you can own in your household. Um, what you know? What's your opinion on what kind of guns? Um, to be honest, I think um, the NFA Act should be repealed. With me, I've fired automatic weapons. I've fired grenade launchers. I've fired all kinds of stuff. And anybody who has been trained on these weapons knows that. In a combat situation or a life or death situation, you're not just gonna flip the the fun switch to <laughs> full auto and go ham. 
you're going to fire controlled groups because in my opinion honestly automatic just uh fully automatic excuse me a lot of people call semi-automatics automatics which they're not but fully automatic is just for the wow factor um if you're sure. in a combat situation and you've got a machine gun it is awesome for keeping people's heads down but it's really not for defense or anything like that it's it's something fun so when people have uh you know within legislation trying to um bring up where you cannot have i guess one of the latest ones was that uh what do you call it um the, the pistol uh, the, brace. Yeah, the brace that you can yeah. basically turn a semi-automatic almost into... Oh, no, the bump stock. Bump stock, sorry. Um, um, why why would people have an opinion to not want something like that? Honestly, it's a novelty. Um, yes, you can put a lot of lead downrange really fast, but bump fire has been around for years before the the bump stock was even invented because honestly all you got to do is stick your thumb through your belt loop put your finger on the trigger and hip fire that thing and it will fire just like a bump stock um and the bump stock it's it's a novelty it's i mean it's like i can't even really compare it to much other than like going down to your uh your gas station in Indiana and buying fireworks. Gotcha. gotcha. It's, Which are illegal in Ohio. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, we still shoot them off. But, but you can only have fun in, yeah. in those certain states, you know. <laughs> um, what about if someone in public was just walking open carry with an AR? What would you think about that? Not knowing who that person was. Just walking um, down the street. I'm honestly, I'm going to be on guard a little bit more. But most of the people who are open carrying an AR at this point, at this juncture and time is going to be, they're, they're going to be a Second Amendment activist. And nine times out of ten, they're not going to have a round in the chamber. Well, yeah, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. I, I think it's just uh, maybe to prove points. Yeah, you know? it's and it really is. I mean... You go to some of these third world countries, um, everybody's carrying an AK. Right. And, you know, they're not pulling them off their shoulder and hammering everybody. It's just, it's part of culture. Right. Um, you know, you look back to the World War II area, or era, and you know why the, Japan, the Japanese didn't launch a full-scale attack on the United States? I don't know. Because their leaders know that or knew that Americans were an armed society. Mm. And one of the quotes, I don't remember exactly who said it, but one of the quotes is, there is a gun behind every blade of grass in the United States. Oh, I got, I got you. I got um, you. And that's, you know, that's honestly the reason for the Second Amendment. It is a well-armed militia for protection of the people. So I, I think we both agree that you know guns are for the good for protecting and definitely protecting 
others. I mean, definitely you can put it that way. So yeah, um, there is another part to the Second Amendment, though, um, and it has to do with a well-regulated regu- militia um, being necessary to the security of a free state. Uh, and I know that uh, you know this stuff was written a long, long time ago. Um, you know, back in the 1700s, and even was probably taken from. Uh, different uh, agreements back in like the 1600s, late, late 1600s. But um, just, uh, Dale, you, you know way more on this topic, topic than I do, so I'll let you kind of elaborate uh, your thoughts on a well-regulated militia. Now, I'm, I'm no scholar when it comes to this, um, but I do believe what was meant by that is we the people, you know, the... <clears throat> The civilians, um, they wanted they wanted the civilians to be able to own weapons to stave off tyranny. Um, they don't want it to be like you know, I'm king jackass and I'm here to take over your state and I'm going to take your stuff and um, and it pretty much. It's to keep the people from becoming slaves to the government. Again, these are our thoughts on it, our opinions. We're, we're you know, yeah, maybe slightly biased in some ways, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, very open to other people's thoughts on it. Um, yes. By uh, no means do we, are we, like, hardcore, you know, yes. all the way into this, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, when, when the Second Amendment was wrote, so long ago, um, th- those were those were different times. Um, states or or places or a community of folks, you know, they were yet to be annexed into like what the United States is today, and so um, people had to make their their own laws uh, up, you know, in a in a community on what was what and what you could possibly do, and you know, obviously things have definitely changed now mm-hmm. there's so much regulation and yeah you know and obviously it is for for the better um you can't uh, walk into a saloon and uh uh ask someone to go on a duel with you because uh you uh said something to their brother 10 years ago that they didn't like and now you are uh dueling <laughs> to the death you know yeah um you know there the beauty of the way the united states is run is yes the federal government can say this is a law and you're going to abide by it but the states can also go nah i don't like that law let's uh let's put a new spin on this i'm gonna run it this way this is my interpretation of the law california you can do it your way us over here in ohio florida Tennessee, Texas, you know, we're going to do it this way. Um, And that's what makes this country great is everybody can have their opinion. And it's just that. It's the opinion. That's right. And, you know, the firearms laws and stuff like that, there are a lot of infringements within... um, of the Second Amendment that I see within the firearms. And I understand there's... A lot of the the lawmakers that are trying to put these out, they have good intentions. But 
to be honest, if you look up the statistics of a lot of these shootings that happen, the only ones that hit the news are the ones where there was really no good guy with a gun there. I mean, right. there's there's been shootings in malls and stuff like that where there was somebody in the mall carrying and he put, he, you know, sadly had to put the guy with the gun, the other guy with the gun down. You know, loss of life, whether it be a criminal or, you know, everyday Joe Schmo, it's, it's a tragedy, yes. But the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Gotcha. Um, there was an instance not too long ago. Um, one of my favorite off-road racers and... Shout out to B.J. Baldwin. Um, sorry for his uh, predicament that he was put in, but he was at a an In-N-Out in Las Vegas where he lives, him and his wife, about 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, they got out of their car, and people appro- a couple of people approached him. B.J. is a huge proponent of the Second Amendment, and uh, he carries everywhere he goes. These guys approached him, pulled a gun. BJ had to put one of the suspects down. And there's a video of him talking about it. And, you know, everybody thinks, well, not everybody, but a lot of people think, you know, when somebody has to pull a gun and put that bad guy down, you know, stop the threat, they think that there's something something about it, something, you know, oh, macho, ooh. You know, something like that. But really, there's going to be a lot of psychological damage done to the individual who has to pull their gun. Yeah, I no, can imagine. Nobody wants to shoot somebody. Um, but it's going to be one of those where if it's between my kids and you and the bad guy, it's going to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> what choice do you have? Yeah. You know? Um, who, who wants to see a tragedy either way, just like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, to have something like that happen, no one no one wants to go through that. And I hope no one, you know, listening has to go through anything mm-hmm. like that, you know. So it's, uh, it's kind of tough to talk about, you know, but it, it's a reality that we live in. Um, and that's why, you know, we should, uh, you know, learn more about, uh, you know, education on firearms mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, that that's the thing. Education, education yep. uh, for it will will help just the society alone. Um, people that are potentially in in need of help and have different thoughts on things, or mm-hmm. uh, people that just have common interests of entertainment uh, with a firearm. So yeah, and I mean you know the generations coming up right now, you know your our generation. Yeah. You know, we, we were around guns as kids. Me, I wasn't around guns very often, but... Neither you know, was I, really. I mean, I, uh, my dad had a few, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, can't say um, I really went shooting, not until, mm-hmm. you know, for, for target practice, not until I was already an adult, um, you know, that was my, my uh, part in that whole thing, so... Yeah, and, you know, our generation grew up, you know, you respect firearms... We were always taught, you know, you see a gun, don't touch it. Treat every gun as it's loaded. Um, 
You know, don't just don't play with them. They're not toys. They're tools. Whereas the generations growing up today, the video game generation, their their main education on firearms is Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, Assassin's Fortnite. Creed, Fortnite. You know, I think that. And I'm seeing through a lot of these pages that I follow, there is a resurgence of shooting teams coming to the high schools. And I'm loving seeing that. They're shooting 22s, but they're learning safety. Safety is the biggest proponent of firearms ownership, and it is a huge responsibility of gun owners. Absolutely. Um, I own a lot well not a lot of firearms but I own a decent amount of firearms and my kids know that if they see a gun out they gotta tell somebody and believe me I have tested them since they were about two years old and it's just automatic now it's good good, um, good training good education so uh, should we segue on into our next segment yeah, uh, I think uh, we're going to just take a moment to refill our beers, and we will be back with the second part of do our do podcast. Do 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 do. <laughs> so, all right, so we're going to go ahead and move on from the, the Second Amendment, um, but uh, let's get on to the grilling. Yeah, I think uh, let's make it a little bit more uh, lighter uh, of the scene. Let's talk about some, uh, yeah, just overall grilling. Potentially smoking, if you want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Uh, let's talk about uh, our favorite meats. Favorite way to cook a steak, I think, would be a, a nice way to get into it. Um, uh, I, I'll, I'll start there on, on mine. Um, I My grill right now, it is a propane grill. Uh, I used to do the whole charcoal thing for a while back in the day, but let's just be honest, I'm kind of lazy. I can't regulate heat very well. I've never been good at it. I'd have hot zones, cold zones, who knows what zones <laughs> on my grill. Um, and uh, patrons uh, patrons that would be uh, um, indulging in my hamburgers or anything else would, uh, uh, some would like them, some would not say anything at all. <laughs> so propane's the way to go for me. But, um, but steak cooking, my favorite cut of steak would have to be a New York strip. Uh, all the way uh, my my whole prep work behind it um, I mean if I can buy aged I will um, uh, that's getting a, a little fancy for me you know but um, I do prefer um, a good aged steak um, but uh, for prep work I simply take it out of the refrigerator I salt that bad boy down both sides uh, and uh, thoroughly coat it and put it on one of those um, metal trays that you know he can definitely get some some aeration through it uh, I just keep it out on my on my countertop for a good half hour I try to get it up to room temp as best as possible um, I have tried different cooking methods but I'll get into that later on but uh, um, but for that getting it up to room temp uh, I do get the the grill as hot as my grill can go which I think the last time that I tested it, it gets up mm, close close to 600. Um, and for me, it is I do set a timer sometimes because uh, I like that medium rare cook. So 
um, I will do uh, sometimes depending on the day see how adventurous I am I'll do uh, um, maybe a minute and a half minute and 45 seconds each side only flip it once um, once uh, I'm off of, of that three or four minutes in total uh, I, I take it out I let it rest good five minutes then it's time to eat to be honest with you what do you think Dale yeah um, I've done the charcoal and I'm kind of like you charcoal just and excuse my language but charcoal is a pain in the ass Agreed. Um, I I did propane for a while. Um, in my bachelor days, I had the uh, one of the thermos grill to goes, and <laughs> I lived by that thing. Um, uses the little camp bottle of propane. Little Coleman's. Little like a little, little Coleman green, grill. Little green, little green little bottles. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the little green screw-in bottles. I'd go through about four or five of them a week, and that got kind of expensive. But. Um, yeah, I had uh, another propane grill. I had one of the big, nice stainless charbroils. Um, I used it a lot, but it got to the point where I just needed something else. Um, I, I got into smoking meats, and I heard about the Traegers. Now, I run a Traeger 365 days a year. It's cold, it's hot, whatever. But I will throw a steak on that in a second over propane or charcoal. Um, my favorite cut of meat, always going to be a porterhouse. Nice. I am a thick boy at heart. I'm not going <laughs> to say fat, but I am thick. Good thing they can't see it, Dale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they've seen the pictures if they're on Facebook. But, you know, um, I'm... I'm five foot ten, two hundred pounds, if that says anything. But I will pull my steak out. I like to get it room temperature as well. Um, I'll throw a little dry rub on it. I take got one of those tenderizer things. Got all the needles in it. I'll pop the hell out of it with that. And then I'll throw a little bit of dry rub, something from uh, grill your ass off, or um, or the Traeger seasonings. See, I'm just a plain Jane all the way. Oh man, there's no, there is nothing like a good dry rub. Though. Uh, I don't know. I disagree with you, Dale. For <laughs> oh, once, well, well, <laughs> we'll just have to have you try one of my steaks later. Gotcha. But you know, I'm a a rare to medium rare type. If it ain't bleeding, it ain't for me. Move. Um, <laughs> I'm actually turning my wife. From the dark side to the light side with that. I'm so um, sorry you have to deal with that. She, she was a uh, she was a medium well to well done girl when I married her. What a waste of money. Oh, I know, right? And now she is a medium rare to medium type. We'll get her down to the rare type. We'll get her down to the rare at some point. But um, yeah. Medium rare is the way to go, you know. I think I think uh, Hank uh, Hank Hill and Bobby conversation was, uh, you know, Dad, what it, what is it, or what happens if they want their steak well done? Well, Bobby, that's when you ask them to leave. I think they ask them to politely leave. <laughs> yeah. 
but politely leave. that's I, that's pretty much the the long and the short of my steak cooking. I mean, you throw it on. I do about thirty seconds to a minute aside at about three seventy five, four hundred. Get that nice sear, some grill marks, and uh, don't touch it too much. That's yeah, the best it's, part. So I got one other method that I have been experimenting with, and it's thanks to my wife. Uh, uh, for Christmas, she got me. Well, let's put it this way: not it. I'm not into doing gift getting. I guess you can put it that way, um, or even you know gifting at all. But my wife would probably beat me up for that kind of stuff, you know. But um, I like if someone's going to get me something, get me something practical uh, that I that I would use, you know. Whether it be something, or, yeah, well, I guess usually something around the house, either tools or, uh, you know, something for the kitchen. So uh, what she got me was, uh, I hope I pronounced it correctly, but uh, sous vide. Yes. Uh, she got me one of those. I uh, got the whole uh, plastic container, the thing that actually is the heating element to it. But um, I've experimented with that one, and, and that, that one's going to take a little bit of time. I, I guess you really can't. You really can't mess it up. Uh, the idea is, if you don't know what uh, it is, uh, give you a quick uh, synopsis or summary of it. But essentially, you get these vacuum sealed bags. You put the steaks in them first, um, cold obviously. You put whatever seasoning you're going to do. Of course, with me, it's just salt, maybe a little bit of pepper. But um, then you seal up the bags, and it comes with this little pump so you can vacuum all the air out of it. Um, and then you put it inside this tub. and you can let this let the steaks no joke you can let them sit in there to temp which i i think i the last time that i did it i put it up to it would get to the temperature around like 130 degrees roughly but you can let those steaks sit in there for an hour or even like four hours crazy enough they will still be a medium rare steak when you huh. pull them out. But the idea is once you once you got them in there for the time you're gonna have them in there, uh, get them up to the temp that you want. That's when you sear them. And and I've done it. I've done it on a cast iron skillet, which comes out just fine. I put them on a grill afterwards. It's the same technique afterwards, but you're getting um, you're just I don't know. You're it, it infuses more flavor. Um, definitely with that vacuum seal, but uh, you can cook your steaks way faster, and they are just super juicy. And it you can't really mess it up. That's what I was going to talk about. You cannot mess up what uh, temp steak that you want. You can get a medium rare every single time uh, without fail. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never had it that way. Um, I I actually one of the ways that I've experimented with is. I'll throw them in the electric smoker. And see, I've never tried that. See, a lot of people say electric smokers are cheating along with pellet smokers, but you know what? I ain't got time to sit there and watch the, the wood burner get up to temperature and all right. that. Yeah. But I did a I did a couple of porterhouses for like three hours at about I ran them I think I think I ran my, my electric at about two hundred and it was Perfect. It's awesome. And uh, I, I really want to try your method, though. I, I've never tried it, it's, the, it's, the sous vide. It's pretty killer. No joke. I mean, you got to buy the equipment. Yeah, it costs a little bit, but it ain't. It, it's way less than uh, 
buying a whole new grill or a smoker, oh, yeah. you know. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our cuts of meats, uh, you know, on that. Um, I know Dale gets into smoking. We talked about oh, that yeah. during the last episode. Um, I think my next steps are to buy buy a smoker, um, probably an electric one, because uh, again, I don't I don't need to wake up at six o'clock in the morning for a brisket that I'm gonna have at dinner time. I, I just um, I just don't see the the point in that. Mm-hmm. Now again, you can comment and have your opinions to me and send them in on your thoughts on uh, why an alternative method might be better. You know, but uh, you know, with me. I like to eat when I want to eat and yeah. uh, not wait around all day long uh, waiting for it. Maybe some people take absolute pride out of it, you yeah. know, the, <laughs> the whole the whole start to finish. But not me. Not yet. Maybe that will change. I mean, honestly, I wish I had the time and the patience, really, to run sure. a stick burner. Sure. You know, go out there, throw the chunks of wood in, light up a cigar, and just sit back <laughs> and do this. But, yeah, it's it's crazy how much time and really money people have invested in their their rigs for smokers sure um i i love to cook though that's that's one thing that got me through all this covid crap oh yeah we're still doing that yeah yeah (laughs) ready for it to be over i just want stuff to open back up yeah i mean again i know we talked about last episode I, i can't say it's really impacted me you know, I, I, I'll tell you one thing for a positive. I've gotten really good at ordering through apps for restaurants. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, like I, I went the shout out Jimmy John's, not a sponsor. Maybe <laughs> one day. Uh, you know, today I ordered through the app, ordered my stuff, and I went through the drive through and all I said, I got a pickup order, drive around, pick it up. I mean, it was, I know Jimmy John's is fast, but uh, it was one of the fastest and easiest experiences ever through getting my food. Um, so apps are good and download a lot of food apps. You wouldn't believe how many discounts are just in an app that are better than any coupon that you could click. So check it out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've gotten better at housework to be honest. I mean, (laughs) I, I never realized, you know, the first, uh, First about three years of Addie's life, Kim was stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really got to give her props because even Addie being eight and being able to take care of herself for the most part, that shit ain't easy. <laughs> no, it, it is is not easy. And I, and I give my wife absolute props every day watching our three children and sometimes other folks' children. Um, it is... A task that was it was not built for me I can I can raise my own children don't get me wrong but uh, um, doing it on a daily basis and being able to juggle uh, and keeping yourself sane yes women are an absolute miracle oh yeah and thank the Lord our, for that our wives are both saints Absolutely. for the stuff that they put up with from our children Absolutely. and other people's children yep. but you know it's it's just that that motherly instinct because when when I'm like, you know, I go full on drill instructor on my daughter from time to time just because it's like okay I've told you a thousand times, please stop, but right. or please do this, 
you know, they just don't respond to us that the way that they respond to their mothers. That's very true. How do we go from steaks to children? I don't know, but I like it. I guess we rolled into our next segment. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. Uh, I think we're getting better at this. uh, Maybe. Or we just like to ramble on about things. uh, Yeah. One or the other. But, hey, that's what a podcast is about, right? Yeah. Just talking. Uh, I mean, yeah, kids. I mean, I'm still, you know, I know we talked about the last episode about my my son a little bit. I won't get too much more (laughs) into that. Um, we're 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 going through a process, you know. Uh, I think uh, all children, you know, now that I have three, uh, they all have uh, a different um, response to parenting. Um, that's the number one thing that I can say. You you can have, well, your children. They have several different several different personalities, different attitudes towards towards things. How they perceive things um, and so your one way of um, disciplining a child or rearing a child is going to be different even out through your just your children you know I mean yeah other kids is you know other parents kids you know they're all different but uh, just your own they're all different and you have to find what what fits them uh, and what works for them so you can you know mold them mold them to be a proper human being you know that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing so yeah i I mean i think that's that's all we really can do is just parent the best way we can and hope they turn out the right way and i mean societal norms kind of attempt to define the right way but sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to go back to the 50s and just, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah, um, you know, and I guess the outside world that we live in, people, they have their opinions mm-hmm. about what you should do with the child. Should you spank them? Should you not spank them? Should you yell at them? Should you not yell at them? You know, Um I, I think uh, there is no right way to parenting. You know, the the best thing that I can say is before I had children, um, you don't know how to parent. No. And I, I think that even as you age, and I, I think when your your kids are adults and they have moved out of your house, I don't know if you still quite know or master how to be a parent oh absolutely um and what i mean by that i mean because i i go back you know when when i was a kid um memories do come up now you know as as i'm getting older raising my own children but remembering how i used to act Mm -hmm. and you know now that i do think about that I wasn't always the best kid in the world. I was one. I I would throw fits. I would almost like have tantrums to get certain things my way. Um, now, if my kids did that to me now, I get very upset about that type of behavior, even though I I did it. I did it, you know. So it, it's something that you're you're forever learning. Uh, uh, forever like I guess uh, uh, sharpening your trade of being a parent you know yeah it's I mean it's a hundred percent learning experience 
um, from the time they're born to the time they act to the time we die, you know? Sure, sure. Even though your children have moved out and moved on, you're still not completed parenting. <clears throat> That's right. You know, it's it's a learning experience from cradle to grave, really. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then when, just, you, when you become a grandparent, which we don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope to not learn about that for about 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. I keep I keep telling Addie she's going to a convent. Yeah. Kim laughs, but I'm serious. Like I go back, you know, uh, my parents, you know, when I graduated high school, I mean, I don't, were they 40 yet? Let me do the math here. 22. They, I think, yeah, they might have just hit 40 years old. Um, and I look at now with, with my youngest, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in my 50s when when my third child graduates high school, um, which is a different phase too. Having children later in life. Oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are doing that. I think the average age now is like 26 years old. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah. I, I, I think, think it's so. around 26. I know that's when I when my oldest was born. I was, I think I was 25 or 26. Um, my kids are 18 months apart. But yeah, it's kids are uh, being born in later ages now. Yeah, and, you know? and do you think that is society pushing that? I think it is. I think it's like a lot of people are to the point now where they want career. They go college, career, kids. Whereas in our parents' day, mm-hmm. it was kids career not college kid or college career kids right um and a lot of people you know the baby boomers and stuff are always like make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you have kids well honestly what i've learned in my experience is you never have your your ducks in a row no i don't i don't i don't think you could ever say that and if you do i i think you're just kidding yourself uh kidding yourself talking about kids um, Unless you're like a billionaire right out of the gate, you'll never have your ducks in a row. Yeah, I, I think when when mm-hmm. people talk about, well, I'm just I'm just not ready to have kids yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, saying that to yourself, I mean, every everybody's gonna say that. Yeah. Because you've never done that before. Oh yeah. Just like if you went jumping out of an airplane, parachuting. If you've never done it before, you're probably holding on tight. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to jump out of that airplane until someone pushes you. Got you got that. You got that pucker factor. Yeah, and, and until someone pushes you, and then you're out there. Yeah, you know? and it's the same thing with having kids. You know. Oh yeah, both um, both my kids were oops. Yeah, and it's like you know you, you're never ready. Well, that was never... that wasn't for me. Mine were completely planned. Um, <laughs> you're you're never truly ready, but the way I look at it is. When it's meant to happen, it's going to happen, yeah, whether I, you're ready or not. I it's believe, like, surprise! I believe the good Lord, uh, you know, he definitely, uh, he he knows when it's time, and, and I, I am a true believer in my wife. Another thing she's going to hate for me to say, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I think we're supposed to have many kids. It's what God wants. He wants us to in, in, enjoy that part of life. Yeah. Um, if, if you only end up 
if you well let's put it this way if if you don't have any if you have nine mm-hmm. uh that's that's what god wanted you to have um and and it's you got to take it as an absolute blessing when it does when it does happen you know oh yeah um, yeah but again that's the part my wife hates you know talking about having more children <laughs> you know i'm i'm all i'm all for it but yeah. uh on the other end i i don't uh I don't feel what my wife goes through except for uh, secondary emotion. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't have to go through <laughs> pregnancy all this time and the goods and the bads behind it. Uh, I mean, we kind of do have to go through the pregnancy because you get the whole, you did this to me, well, as it's like 400 degrees outside and you're but, sweating. But yeah, there's the good parts, though, yeah. where wife wants some pretty amazing food oh Maybe, yeah even if it's like two three o'clock in the morning and you're like well yeah i'll eat too why not <laughs> yeah so <laughs> all right so since we're on this topic here let, let's talk about some weird pregnancy cravings oh did, did sarah have anything crazy i wouldn't say like super crazy but they're talking about like the the late night things uh this was with our first our first child she would get insane cravings. No joke. Three o'clock in the morning for she'd want sun kiss, like that orange mm-hmm. pop. And she'd want um uh what is it? DiGiorno? DiGiorno pizza? Yeah. yeah. Like for some odd reason. We never ate that kind of pizza, mm-hmm. but she wanted so hard so so bad. So well, you know, me, of course, you know, I'd go to Walmart like two thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd go I'd go get this stuff, bring it home, but I hate to say it, I'd be excited because yeah. I'd get to eat too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, Kim always had the uh, the she had a McDonald's craving. It that was, was my always, mom. always McDonald's. She had the uh, she always had to have McDonald's Coke, <laughs> and which wasn't often because you're not supposed to drink caffeine when you're pregnant anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But two cheese and. Uh, Still remember it to this day because this is still the meal she gets. Two cheeseburger meal, large fry, large Coke. Sounds good anytime. But her crazy craving, which she never, ever tried, which I I encouraged her to try it, even though I wouldn't want to be in the room when she tried it, was um, ice cream, vanilla ice cream with baked beans. That's gross. She said she would always be like, oh, man. God, that sounds so good. Like, woman, you crazy. I I worked at the sheriff's department in a jail at this point. And I'm like, you know, I'd see what these guys were making up in their cells. And (laughs) the stuff that these guys were making up with their commissary Mm -hmm. sounded better than the baked beans and ice cream. Yeah, that that sounds disgusting. But I guess you need, you know, you got to get it from all the food groups. Oh, yeah. yeah. Proteins and... Uh, and, and your veggies because <laughs> beans I mean I guess you consider beans veggies but you have your, your dairy mm-hmm. which you know people are kind of against that it seems like anymore yeah uh, <laughs> you know it's good good fats uh, yeah yeah I mean the good thing was well good and bad I worked 12 hour shifts at, the, at that point so if she would have done the beans and ice cream she would have been blown she would have been uh Using the music of the beans while I wasn't home. Oh, and I, I can say the for middle child, 
peanut butter Reese cups were pretty big. Uh, oh yeah, I remember now. So uh, Easter peanut butter Reese's, oh the Easter eggs, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. I'll never forget. Uh, this is when, see, this is when we went to Walmart all the time. I don't even go to Walmart anymore. Um, but they when the Easter sales would it'd be over, and of course mm -hmm. they discount super hard. I bought my wife uh, a whole entire like um, not just a, a pack of them, but the whole entire like shipping container that oh they would come God. in. I think it was I think it was like thirty six packs of Reese cups. See, those are my kryptonite. Yeah, Reese cup are my kryptonite. Yeah, uh, and so she was hard on those. Uh, but third, uh, this is so uh, backstory. For some odd reason, throughout all these pregnancies, my wife, um, she used to eat insanely, insanely hot foods, and it kind of went away. But coming back to third child, hotness came back with food, and mm. she super enjoys it. So uh, spicy wings were, were kid number three, even if it made her sicker than a dog because uh, she was having some other ailments going on at the same time while she was pregnant. But super hot food, third child. Alright, we're going to take one last break before we set up for the ending of episode two. So uh, this episode, we've kind of deep dove on the Second Amendment a little bit. Yeah, got some got some good insights. Um, again, uh, we're just looking for, you know, just throwing our, our stuff out, out there. And uh, if there's opinions or thoughts on it, you know, definitely send them our way. Uh, we also talked about uh, good old grilling, which I'm sure we will talk about almost every episode because that's just a big thing. I think that's like a major dad, yeah, dad major move. Dad. We grilling limes in the grass, which I mean, I'm I haven't yeah, really those gotten are, that. Those are future that status episodes. Yet. Those are future episodes with Lon. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, we talked about uh, you know what beers we're drinking today, which mm -hmm. I think uh, you know we'll. We'll kind of go here and there on, on those, but definitely the kids part uh, and, and giving, you know, just just stories of uh, who we are and what we've gone through in life, you know. We're just a couple regular dudes, a couple yeah. bearded dads, uh, you know. A couple of red-blooded, red blooded blue-collar Americans, That's you know. Right. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for yeah. this week's episode. Um, again, make sure you check us out on Facebook at Two Bearded Dads. Yep, definitely uh, uh, leave us some comments in the email or even message us on Facebook. Uh, I I kind of have a uh, Facebook addiction, if you will, so I am always checking the Facebook. Um, and where where are we uh, available at to listen to and subscribe? We are on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, and we're still trying to get on Overcast, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, and Tune In. So yeah, definitely you know share with your friends. If it's interesting to you, and we hope yeah, it is, um, again, keep keep them comments coming towards us so we can have things to talk about in, in future episodes. Um, it's it's been fun, uh, super enjoying this. Uh, getting you know just letting us uh, uh, spill out our journeys in life, you know. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely look forward to being able to entertain y'all again. Um, hit us up in the comments section of any of our platforms or Facebook and let us know what you think. Tips, tricks, you know, anything you guys want to hear, let us know. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. That was awesome.